Welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast with me, Tony Jeffries. And that was Chasing Status, a small clip of one of their songs. I love that song. Epic. Alongside us, I've got Glenn, Mr. Six Figure Homes. Glenn, how's it going, mate? It's going good. This is a great episode with Sal from Chasing Status. He's actually the chase in the Chasing Status. Uh, it was great to speak to him. We play their music all the time in Box and Burn. Yeah, huge fan. If you've been in the gym, you've probably heard most of their songs. I play them in, all the time in the classes, so it was really good to actually get to speak to Sal and pick his brains on music and everything else that we talked about. Yeah, they're an English band, a British band, and they're getting bigger over America now, especially with me and Glenn blasting and promoting the show with all their music. Yeah. You know, when we play the music in the in the gym, I know you, you play it all the time, we always get people come up to us and say, what's that song, what's yeah. that song? The, then, the amount of times after my classes, people have said, what's that song, what's that song? And I've said, I'll screenshot it and send it to you. Yeah. And uh, it's always a chasing state. Yeah, song. You, you, I'm sure you've heard some of their music. So on this episode, we like I say, we talk to Sal and, and we talk about their the industry, what he's in with the, the music, uh, his inspirations in music, and how they started in music. They're about to release a new album called Tribe. That's coming out this week, so you'll have to check that out. Yeah, definitely. They've put out, I think, four or five songs from it already like over the last few months, just one song at a time, and then it's all coming together in a package this week so it's going to be big when it's out can't wait to hear it all Saul's actually a massive boxing and MMA fan that's how we how we got in touch because we were on the Big Brown Breakdown Brendan Shab's podcast and he heard us on there and he loved the episode and he, he tweeted us and then I started communicating with him uh, yeah so we get right into the Conor McGregor Mayweather fight that's up and coming and he's got different views to both of us on that so you need to listen to that uh, we also talk about the sparring video that's just been released with Connor and Paulie Malanagi. He's got some very interesting views on that as well. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and then every time we release a podcast, you will get a not- notification. Also, we've got a competition going on for the next two weeks. If you leave us a review on iTunes, the person who gets the be- who leaves the best review will get a free training session with me in Box and Burn, Santa Monica. And Glenn, you're going to pay for the flight and accommodation if they're from England, right? Yeah, first class as well. First class. See, that's why we call them six-figure six <laughs> homes, right? Anyway, he's the podcast with Sal from Chasing Status. Enjoy. How's it going, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. How you doing, man? Good, good, mate. Good. How are you? Thanks for doing this. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, man. And uh, thanks for sorting out the... Uh, Tickets for Brendan's oh, show a couple of weeks, whenever well, it was. I've seen you, I've seen you tweet it out. I like to ask my guests this. If someone who doesn't know who you are come up to you and asked you, what do you do for a living? What would you say? Well, the first thing I would do is, is tell them my name. I'm Saul from Chasing Status. Um, I always tell them my name because people always pronounce it wrong. They always call me Soul or something, but it's Saul. It's like Paul with an S, so I always right. try and get that, 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 that across first. But it's, I guess I would just say, I just say I'm a, I'm a musician. I'm a DJ and I play in a band and I make music. And that yeah. kind of encapsulates it all. And then people are like, all oh, right, so you play guitar, you play piano. <laughs> it, it, it varies, it varies, but um, it kind of, it's, that's what I say generally to people who don't right. know who we are, which is quite often. Yeah, yeah, quality. How, how did you, um, when did you first start playing music? How did you get started with it? Is it something you've always done since you were a kid? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been into it since. It's like I can remember, really, but I'm a, I remember being about 12 years old and um, my friend first showing me how to play some Nirvana songs on the guitar, and I was blown away, babe. Blown away. 
that yeah. you know that I, I, I can now suddenly start to play this music that I like to love. And within a couple of years of that encounter, I'd also got um, I'd gone from being twelve to fourteen and falling in love with this this, this brand new music to me called Jungle. Mm-hmm. Um, and jungle, jungle is, is still around now. It's drum and bass, um, but that was basically changed my life. And I went kind of hand in hand from being some kind of Nirvana listening, you know, t- to becoming a an Oasis kind of fan, kind of, you know, ponytail skater kind of guy. But on the flip side, I was also becoming crazy into jungle and drum and bass and garage. And my whole life started changing there as well. So I fell in love with two musics really early. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything, anything else really do apart from music and it just it's just that thankfully it's just kind of worked out and we work very hard and we get to do it for a living man so, yeah, yeah. Well, i didn't know that the, uh you started off with like more of a rock background like that because it's interesting that you're doing like electronic music but i love how you do you've got your live drums live guitars or like you've got like a pretty rock influence to it which is what sets it apart i think from a lot of stuff in that genre so it's interesting. Yeah, thank you, man. He's telling me your influences. It totally makes sense now. Good stuff. Cause, well, yeah, because we basically, you know, we're a big influence. There's, there's two of us. So I'm the chase half and Will is the status half. And, you know, we all bring different, we were also into massive things like New Order back in the day, you know, in the, in the 80s. Yeah. And, um, um, you know, around yeah, I'm wearing a New Order t-shirt right now. <laughs> Well, there you go, mate. There you go, man. Do you know what I mean? And uh, I mean, and Joy Division were big yeah. influences us on, on all aspects. And then really, you hear, you hear the prodigy and that kind of also changed yeah. our lives, man. Yeah. And what the kind of thing we've tried to, to, to adapt to our live show is, is that prodigy ilk, but combined with that Rage Against the Machine feel, that Chili Peppers, that like live guitar drum aspect, but with the like, the kind of tight electronicness that we try and bring with it. So, yeah. yeah, I think when we started doing it like that, it was we were some of the first. It was us, and obviously Prodigy before us, and and Pendulum, and we were like the, the three kind of electro, dance, bass-driven bands that went live and incorporated live instruments and stuff. And I think we, for us, it works really well. I think our live show is a big staple of what we do. And yeah. you know, I DJ week in week out. We, we DJ week in week out, so I get to test the tunes that we're making out on the road still. And then we get to play it with the band in the summer as well. So it, it, we have a full, full varied. Uh, That's class, schedule, basically. How old are you, boys? Um, we're both thirty-six. So right. yeah, we're getting older now, mate. Getting we're on, getting older. Getting on. <laughs> <laughs> we are getting on, man. When, when was it when you boys really started to take off? Would you say? Well, we had our first release in two thousand and three. And um, the next four or five years were us like working super hard on the underground scenes and like driving up and down the country all over from Tamworth and to Newcastle to Taunton to Plymouth to Exeter. You name it, man. We've been everywhere in the UK on in the car. Um, we've done all, all that. And then around 2008, um, we released our debut album. And that... Uh, that really changed things for us. Our whole career has really started to like change massively from then, I reckon. Yeah, the first time I heard you was Mike Skinner put out the Against All Odds song on one of his... Uh, he, he was releasing like Twitter mixes at the time, like compilations just through Twitter. <laughs> I remember this very clearly. Yeah, he, he put like a download link up on his Twitter and you download like 10 songs that he's listening to or whatever. And I remember in Against All Odds on one of his mixes, I was like, blown away by it. It was so good. And that's where I first thought about you, and then got into the album from then. And then, 
you know, everything else after that. It's good stuff. So, sorry, sorry. What's great about that is that's a, that, that's the first track we collaborate with Kano with on our yeah. debut album, more than a lot. And yeah. he, he, we've got a new album coming out next Friday, August the 18th, and he is featuring on a track again. We worked together again on it. Yeah. And it's just really nice to hear someone pinpoint a track from the first album that we've kind of re- revisited the artist again with now and done something new. So, yeah, man, thank you. It's nice to see people noticing different kind of tracks and I would automatically expect them to show respect for that man yeah um, nice. so I, I don't know how much you know but we run two gyms in in Los Angeles absolutely booming these boxing gyms um, and we play Chase and Status all the time and we get all these Americans who don't really know much about it well what's this song this is this is classic this, this is great this so we we try it we, 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 we not spreading it for you we spread it because we love it we we love what you uh, we love what you do, and we love the music yeah. that that uh, that you create. So it's quality. How many people are in your team? Like, there's you and it's Will, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's two of us who make the music. It's uh, me and Will. Uh, and I'm Chasey State. I'm Chasey State. And that's how it all started. We were just a couple of mates who dropped out of uni. Um, we were friends from London, and then we went to the same place, Manchester, for uni. Dropped out of uni and just did this for a living. And as it's gone gone on and on and on, uh, success has kind of come come with it, which has been great. And, and the team has expanded. So it's on the stage um, with the band. It's me and Will and, and uh, MC Rage, our front man. And we have our, our drummer, Andy Gangadi. Now, that's when we're live with the band. That's, that's the face the staple there'll never be less than us four on stage but right. with the DJing it's, it's always either me and me and Rage or Will and Rage always us on the road and then we've got our management and there's a whole sea of people behind the scenes doing dotting the eyes and all the paperwork and all that there's lots of other things that go on unfortunately these days that aren't just hey man let's make a wicked beat and go and play to loads of people there's so much yeah. as with you boys in training you don't just go out there and box someone immediately there's months and months of preparation yeah. It's, yeah. it's the same kind of thing and yeah I'm familiar with what you boys do of course man I'm, I'm, I'm a big combat sport fan as well and you know really 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 grateful that you guys are playing the music out there and in the gyms and stuff and nice. it makes sense our music is really you know we get a lot of people from Urban Kings and here and just a lot of people in gyms like our music is a kind of playlist for, for, for working out which is yeah, <laughs> I can see I can see that because it's, it's high energy and, and it's, we also make a lot of instrumentals which you know you kind of zone out to man so yeah, um, yeah man appreciate but with, the with your because uh, really what you've got is a business right it's, it's, a, it's a business so you've got the people behind the scenes what are doing the marketing right I'm, I'm sure and all that stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, our, our management takes care of you know we talk to her about marketing strategies and so on and so forth um, we're pretty hands on we, we, we don't just do stuff and then just walk out you know right. and smoke. we are really hands on I'm a complete troll freak um, as well right. so is Will and um, quite crazy with you know I'm quite particular about things quite obsessive so I can see it being quite difficult to manage us because we are aren't your of the mildest, you know, artists who just you no know, will do that. I'm probably a nightmare to work with, or, or without, <laughs> without a doubt, man. So uh, I got a big up, big up. No, but that's good that, you, that you're controlling your own stuff and yeah. you're putting your own stuff out there. That's that's really good. So just wanted to right. touch on the new album that's coming out. Um, I love how just speaking of marketing, how you've just staggered like one song at a time over the last what six months or so. Yeah, yeah. And it's finally coming world, together. Now, yeah, this this album feels like a long time in the making. It's our fourth record, our fourth album. Fifteen years 
next year it's going to be 15 years of chasing status, which is a long time, you know. Um, but we're very blessed to still be doing it. I'm really proud of this record. I think it's our best. Um, we've got a lot of good music on there, a lot of a wide variety. And we're big fans of British music, man, and British talent, and we love pushing that. And we've got a whole heap of it on the album, from Bugsy Malone to Kano to King Barn to Old School, Don's like Shy Effects. And, you know, and we're just really proud of, of, of the lineup. And it's been a, been, a, been a, you know, a real labour of love. And the music industry is so different these days, and it was streaming and all this and that. It's, it, people consume music so differently. So yeah. we're not here just to, ch- we're not here to, excuse the pun, kind of chase chart success. We're just here to make good music that we love. And hopefully other people will also feel the same way. It will it will touch them, so that's that's the that's the plan with it, really. That um that new song, the Love Me More with Emily Sand. How did you get involved with her? Okay, that's a good good yeah good story. So in, in uh twenty fourteen, we took part in the Red Bull Culture Clash with um, good friends of ours, David Rodigan and Shy FX as uh, a, as a team, and we were called Rebel Sound, and we clashed ASAP Mob, which was ASAP Rocky and his gang, um, Stone Love, who are a legendary sound system from Jamaica, and BBK, Boy Better Know, Skepta, Jamie, notorious grime crew from the UK, and right, yeah. right now, the biggest things in, in rap worldwide, in my opinion. And so we were clashing them on, on the sound clash, and we got Emily in to do a dub with us, and it was a, a, a version of her song Heaven, and in that, and in the version, we called out all the other teams' names, and you know, we insulted them, you know, <laughs> on track, and we won the clash. Um, and that 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 record we did with her for the night was definitely a talking point. And so ever since then, we've been like talking to each other about, look, we got to do something together. Let's do something together. And thankfully, the time felt right. Um, we sent her a beat over that she really liked, and she is such a consummate professional. I think she was actually in Los Angeles at the time. And within a couple of days, she sent over basically a full song over saying, what do you think? We, we loved it. And we're a blesser. But to do a track with such a national treasure like Emily. So um, it's come together. And yeah, yeah she, she sounds amazing. The melodies are unbelievable on that, on that song. Do you, do you do that? Is that kind of how you tend to work with these guest vocalists? Is like you'll create all the beats and the music and then you just send them out. To, the, to those people or do you get those people in in the in your studio as well and produce the vote both. Both, both both ways both ways man sometimes you know like schedules you know emily was going to la why yeah. just come back from la um we were somewhere else um we couldn't link up but we had the instrumental so we just sent it to her and it worked she worked remotely and it worked nice. uh, lots of the time we're in the room together and we can't and We've either got the beat there, we're making the beat, and then the singer will think of some ideas there. And then it really it changes so much, you know. Usually it can be an organic process like that, what I just explained. And otherwise, it can be a case of sending over stuff to people. Because you know what? Singers and songwriters, they also work differently. Yeah. You know, Will and I can work, work in a room, be like, nah, changes, do that to each other. Like, but singer songwriters, you know, they might catch a vibe, they might be saying something, they might, they might be their own space. It can be quite can be quite daunting you're in a small room really and there's like you know three four people waiting for you to write some words that are amazing and also sing something that sounds amazing thank you you know it's the collective yeah. the pressure on them so you also have to feel it out like check out a session if the session needs a bit of space or need a break or the vibe isn't right you need to be able to assess and read what's going on in the room yeah definitely i guess, I guess it's like training you know like i mean i i train my trainer and, and he can see if it's like i'm i'm fading or 
you're I'm pathetic today. I can't do this, and he'll cleverly move me, move me around the room so I'm not not like depressed or failing. You know? <laughs> same way, listen the same way in the studios. We make sure that's the key of it. There's nothing yeah. worse than a really long, bad studio session that's gone badly. You yeah, yeah. Top everything and make. And I can always make things right. Is there anyone that you wanted to work with, in particular? There's lots. Oh, there's lots of people always want to work with. Um, I'm really would really love to work with the Black Keys. Who are, I'm a big we're, we're big, yeah. big fans of them. Yeah. And also um, the Band of Shakes. They're incredible. Um, and also we, I could, I could, you know, recite millions of rappers starting with Kendrick Lamar and yeah. Drake. I'd like to have tra- feature on tracks, but um, I think, you know, as if I, for years now, I've been, I've been saying to people, we'd like to work with the Black Keys. And yeah, hopefully class. We'll make that happen one day. They're just such a cool. Um, I like. They were two pieces. Well, they're really bluesy, and I, I, I love the, the ruggedness and rawness of it. So, yeah. how, how would you be so. able to work with them? Do you just tell your manager oh, I want to work with them, and they'll reach out to them, or do you reach out to them, or do they listen to something like this podcast and they hear that you want to do that? Or? Well, I'd love that. I'd love the latter to happen because that, that that's yeah. always that's always ideal. But um, you know what? We've been very fortunate in the sense that nine percent, maybe ninety-five percent of the collaborations we've done in our entire careers we have made the links with the artist there's very very few that it's just a, a management to management thing right sometimes you get an intro like that but often excuse me, especially in today's today's society even how we just we just first chatted and we're doing this podcast that is also how artists like to do stuff these days it's like if we catch a vibe and i like you you like me we can sit down we can reason we can talk however it is you you know you want you want to do it that's the vibe these days it's not so much of oh you're a big artist that would yeah, be good for me right. to do this it's less of that now because it's so instant now the good or bad about social media um especially in different kind of genres you can get a reaction immediately and people can reach out straight a dm to a dm Yo, yeah. you know what i'm a fan let's do this and next thing you know drake and skepta have done a tune but no label people put that together they just vibed that's on it and classed. it happened it makes it more it makes it more real as well because that hundred percent do it. It's not just some third party just reaching out and then they're just doing it for the sake of doing it. It's it's because they want to do it. That's right. You know, so it's it's like doing an interview with someone who's doing it. Like who interviewing? All right, Jason. Okay, okay. Yeah, we're done. It's like they don't want to interview me. I don't want to be interviewed by yeah. that. <laughs> and it just it and it goes. And I think these days with everything, it's a lot more um, organic and. So our album, ninety five percent of it was 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 done like that. Was just literally text messages, like let's do something and love that. Or, you know, uh, how how well known are you boys? Like uh, appearance wise, does people recognise you when you're walking down the street now or not? Um, the good, I think the, the, what we're happy about is not 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 so much individually actually. I mean, but um, if we're if we're any, if we're together, then yes, we can recognise and. When I'm on stage, I wear quite a lot of loud clothes, like a lot of Moschino and jewellery, and it's quite it's quite loud. Yeah. If, I'm, if I'm walking around like that, general on a normal day, which sometimes I do, I do wear those silly clothes normally anyhow. But so if I'm out and about looking dressed like that, then yeah, it's yeah, a bit more, more, more recognisable. But if I'm just wearing a tracksuit, man, I'm, I'm just like any other guy in the park, yeah. my dog, really. Uh, our frontman Rage is definitely um, recognised a lot. More as cool king guy, or is you know amazing tats, amazing ink, amazing jewels as well. So he, he, he's uh, very very uh, memorable. But I think Will and I kind of we we get to, we get to slip it back. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, we like that man. We're not we're not into it for fame yeah. at all. 
it's there, but yeah, it's there if you want it when you go to concerts and all that. It's there if you want it, but you know. It, 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 yeah, it's never for that, you know. The same way that everyone, we just, we love this, and um, without this, there's there's not much for us. Yeah, you know, this, this is what this, this is what we we're, we're meant to do. I think. I guess if people but, go into that industry because of that's the main reason, nine times out of ten they'll feel right. That's right, you know. Um, now, like I said, we are very blessed to be able to say to you that next year, 2018, we've been releasing music for 15 years. We're yeah. doing it a good level, and we're very, you know, and we're still, you know, please, just please, hopefully progressing and progressing. That's how we like to look at things, to always, yeah. you know, step, step up and do more. You know, and there are a lot of people out there who get two years, three years, maybe an album or two, and then bam, next one, because the yeah. industry can spit you out and be real brutal. And yeah, we're lucky, longevity, and just, you know, for us just doing what we've always done, like, and just sticking to our, to our, to our, to our, to what we, to what we know. Yeah. That, um, it always appeal to your original fans. When people go, you know, get a bit of success and think, right, let's forget about where we're from. You're finished in every aspect. Yeah. In every aspect. But obviously, you know, I'm a, watching this Mayweather McGregor uh, oh, yeah. up like a hawk. So and uh, even, even, even Connor said, even Connor said yesterday in an interview, he said, you know, I'm always, I'm from Crumlin. Never forget where I'm from ever. Don't live back in the past. But never forget where you're from. You always got to have that groundedness, and it's damn right in every kind of walk of life, every every experience. I, I agree with that. Yeah, I tell by I tell by talking to you, you're a very humble guy. You know. Thank you. Uh, man. So let's talk a little bit about that because that's that's how we kind of linked up with the Connor uh, Mayweather fight when you listen to Brendan's podcast and then uh, you see yep. me and Glenn on there. Uh, tell me, so tell me about a little bit about you into martial arts, you into boxing, or are you into MMA? What how you? How is that? I mean, yeah, I'm into it all. Um, in the last few years, I've just really gone like hell to leather crazy about it. I'm quite an obsessive person, so when I'm into something, I am like crazy into it. So I've been, right. I've been following MMA for, for, for years now, and uh, and then in the last couple of years, much more closely with the boxing. And um, yeah, I'm just mad passionate about it. I've, I've become that guy who's learned pretty much every single thing about everything to do with MMA of all time and then obviously now with the Connor and the Floyd thing I'm seeing it from both perspectives I've got a lot of friends who are just straight boxing fans who are like yeah. you know disgusted at me for thinking anything of what I think you know like, <laughs> you know laughing that laughing at me yeah. <laughs> yeah. so you don't know did you see did you see the video that just got uh, released it's all over Instagram of, uh, of course of course of course 50 course. Cent Mayweather everyone's laughing at the Connor clips I haven't, seen, I haven't seen, I haven't seen that that latest bit, but obviously I've seen, I've seen the Paulie Malinaji sparring. What's it not? What do you think? But about I that? think. Well, obviously, you know, if you if you look at how they're portraying things, so obviously, you know, Connor is being pretty cool and quiet online. And Paulie has yeah. been nonstop, you know, chatting about it, um, which is which is quite suspect. But I, I understand what he's saying. He's obviously going into great detail about actually being. It's not. It's not a knockdown. He put his hand on the back of the head, put the weight down. He get obviously getting knees go. Then it's a buckle, and then he stops the video before before Joe says, "Hey, it's not a knockdown." Right? How we how are we going to know? You know what I mean? In yeah. terms of Mike's, in terms of like keeping people excited, I couldn't be more excited. Yeah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> and I just think I just think it's. 
one minute I'm like, okay, I'm going to put even more money on the pressure and knockout. Wait, wait, no, I'm not. Yes, I. It's really you know, dragging me in and out, in and out, in and out. I mean, I'm I, I do side with Brendan. I I think what what Brendan says about it, I, I massively agree with. I, I think there's a time limit on which which Connor can do it. Personally, um, I do think the awkwardness, the awkward flow, the awkward stance, um, the, the fact it's going to be something he's never seen before, and. I think that's going to pay into an account the size as well, age, and being in your prime. I think that has played a big, a big, big issue. And, and that's why, actually, I think and that's why all your mates are laughing at you. <laughs> I, I, I hear that. But also, on, on, on a simple level, I think one thing that really makes me think more than anything was when I saw the press conferences, and the, the first man ever to say to say to Floyd, you know, I could kill you. In you know, in, in, in seconds, right? Yeah, dogs are going crazy, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, you know, to the fact that he actually said, say, he says to Floyd, you know, I could, I could, I could, you know, snap, snap your neck in fifteen seconds, you'd be unconscious. And he means it, and it's, and it's, and it's true. He's the first. It's true. He could say, as well. I, I could do you, bro, and you couldn't come near me. And it's true. And Floyd just has to stomach that because he's not going to be grabbing his throat in the, you know, when they, when they, when they stare down before the whales. He's not doing that shit because Connor will, will snap him up. So I just think that there is a much more to it than just justify. I mean, obviously you guys think I'm a complete moron and you, like, like you did with Brendan, but um, <laughs> are your, are your opinions still the same? Cause obviously, you know, yeah. you, you, you know, you, you know, them on a much more athletic think, basis than I do. Cause they come to your gym. I just think like, I just don't even think it's a contest as far as a boxing match goes, but, the the only, the only compelling argument for Connor is is the kind of stuff that Brendan's been saying about the awkward style, athleticism, and how like how he's actually going to go about fighting it. But when it comes down to it, it's just not even a discussion for me. I just don't think he's going to get anywhere near. Yeah, like Brendan said, it's an awkward style, but and I, and I said this to said this to him as well. Like at the end of the day, yeah, you, you've got a head, you've got a torso, you've got your hands, you've got your footwork. Floyd's seen it all in boxing and I really don't think Conor's got anything different to what he's seen before yeah it might take a round or two to figure it out but what I really believe is going to happen I think in four or five rounds uh, Floyd's going to hit him with a body shot when he's inside a clinch and that's going to finish the fight which not many people's really talking about the body punches but because in MMA they don't get through that much I mean mm. yeah leg, leg kicks and knees and all that but as for solid body punches getting the wind knocked out of you, that's me we don't see. And if you if you want like the, the best jab to the body in the business is Floyd. It's like one of his one of his best punches. I just think he'll just just keep him off him all night with that jab to the body and that's just gonna wear him down and then he'll just start picking him picking him off after that. And then well, that, that's, that's, that's the most pre precise like counter argument someone's said to me. Um, <laughs> yet, obviously, by two people who obviously understand boxing very, very, very well. But yes, obviously the the body the body blues. Even when we watch the Floyd doing his um, his scrum, you see him hitting hit the heavy bag and just do basically doing a few body shots. And yeah, obviously there's incredible power there. And yeah, the MMA fighters they don't obviously concentrate on the body punches as much as as, as the boxers. I'm assuming you guys just do hours and hours of just body punch, oh, yeah. punches, like yeah. And obviously, you know, it's a brilliant hype train. You know, Paulie's obviously also said, "Oh, the McGregor wins when he gets hit to the yeah. body." We saw that from the DF fight. But I, I, I listen. Surely everyone's going to win if you get hit in the body, man. It's the most 
Jeez, you know, oh, yeah. I don't, that, doesn't, that, that doesn't surprise me that, oh, wow, a, a grown man is in pain when you smash him in the stomach. <laughs> Fair enough, you know. So, yes, I, I, do, I do hear that. I mean, in terms of, yeah, yes, of course, terms of, is he going to outbox Floyd? No. But um, I just, I, I, believe, I believe in the guy. I also think, I, I'm, I'm a fan of him. I like everything he's done, what he stands for. He, he does what he says on the tin. He goes out and he proves it. Yeah. And, he, and when, when he's the underdog, he, re, he, re, he, really, he, re, he really comes through. And I think on a base level, you know, if you don't support your team, what kind of what kind of fan are you really? So yes. I believe, so I, I believe in the guy, and it's it's an inspiring story regardless. And either yeah. way, obviously, I think he's going to win because I'm I'm blindly passionate about it. Yeah. But everyone has said this 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 shit, but he's won regardless of what goes on. I mean, this is yeah, just such an incredible yeah. incredible feat. He can come back now and either do the most outrageous Nate, Nate Diaz trilogy, or even or even fight a Khabib in Moscow or St. Petersburg Square at somewhere in Russia. I yeah. mean, the, the options the options are open, and yeah. in the younger guys coming through, like even like even like Cody Nolov, um, right. he's a ridiculous boxer at one three five as well. He's probably thinking, you know, what, I could, these guys I can throw hands as well, and yeah. it's, it's probably inspiring a lot of other fighters. Even John Jones now saying, you know what, f this, I'm going to fight Lesnar. It's yeah. opening doors for people, man. And that, that that in itself is a victory for the sport, you know? Yeah, well, that's what people want, that, that entertaining, entertaining stuff like that. Don't get me wrong. I hope to God that fucking, that, that uh, Conor knocks Floyd out because I can't stand him. <laughs> and I love Conor. <laughs> of course. I love Conor. See, yeah, yeah, we yeah. disagree on that as well. I, I mean, I, lo- I, I love Conor McGregor. I think he's great as well. But it, if if he did not Floyd Mayweather out, as much as everyone would love that because they tune in to watch Mayweather lose, right? As much as mm, that, yeah, that, if that did happen, that's the biggest catastrophe for boxing. Ever that like, basically kills the sport. It doesn't though, because tell you why it doesn't. Because now now boxing's got a new superstar. Floyd's retired after this no matter what. Right. But now boxing's yeah. got a new superstar. And then everyone will want a piece of Connor in yeah. a boxing ring. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, to me, it's just like you know you've had like forty nine fights and it's the biggest, the, you know, the, the highest paid athlete of all time, the the best ever boxer, whether you want to believe that or not. And then all of a sudden in in one fight, it all just gets completely ruined. I'm oh, like, that's a tragedy. I hear you, I hear, <laughs> but even if, listen, the way I see it, and I think a lot of people see it like this, even if even if, if Connor lasts a distance, if Connor takes six rounds and he's hitting him for five, yeah, it's also a real blemish on Floyd from from, from the from from the boxing only perspective. I agree, right. and, Con- I, and, and and I think what's happened. You know, Connor's made a great point, and I believe I couldn't agree with him more on this, regardless of what happens. Actually. He says Floyd got greedy. Could have walked away at forty nine as the king. Yeah, yeah. And I and I, and 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 I, I and man, I'm kind of saying saying this, but like we're with Bolton the weekend, I was saying to my wife, "Ah, oh, such a shame he didn't just walk away as king. He could have not done those the last couple of races and been the undisputed king of all time. Right. He left, he left, he left it now, and it's really it's real sad what happened. He injured his leg in the relay yesterday. I was thinking, damn, man. Didn't need to. Yeah. Uh, the same, uh, you know. I guess a real, a real devout boxing fan is like, you know what, Floyd? Probably could have just, you could just carry on doing your girl click and rolling around in roses, and that'd have been you. Yeah. But like you've, you've, you know. But on the flip side, I guess, I guess for boxing, if we come and start just kind of in in a matter of seconds or schools and doesn't, doesn't get a touch, then you know he goes he goes out as, as the untouchable. But yeah, yeah. I, th- I, I, I think I would have to agree, with Brendan, one hundred percent. If you. That is shortly. I mean, he's gonna get hit. Do you, do you really believe he won't get hit once throughout the I think whole fight? He might. He, he might get, get but it'll not be clean. 
he'll not, not be clean. <laughs> I like I say, I hope he does. Did you ever, uh, Sol, did you ever see the video that got released from uh, my gym over here, Box and Burn, with Conor Spawn and Chris Van Eden? I did, yeah, I've seen both yeah, videos. Everyone's yeah. seen that one. So that got released, and uh, everyone, like we've seen that, uh, Floyd never, I mean, Floyd, uh, Conor got kind of beat up in that spot, but then, but then Conor released a video to his massive network, and he had it chopped up to all of his highlights. Did you ever see the video yeah. that he released? Yeah, of course. He, yeah, but that, that came out first, didn't it? His video was the first one released. No, no, it was, it was it was the other one that got released first, the big one. And then he he obviously seen that, and then he he wanted uh, to to see another look, and he showed his highlights where he looked he looked amazing in the video. So as for this video with Paulie and all that, you know. All I've really done there is released that twenty seconds. That twenty seconds, which yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. which I don't blame them, and it's great that they've done it, and I'm really glad that I have done it because all that does is build the hype up even more. You know, would wouldn't you agree though that with the whole situation, I mean, it, it's this tit for tat. You know, on one regards, like poorly talking a lot, it goes against the, what they were saying. You know, what stays in sparring happens in sparring stays in sparring and. And obviously, the whole thing just it, it, it's it's stra- it's a very strange scenario. Yeah, I wouldn't have predicted. Pred- I wouldn't have predicted that, but when it all first started happening, it obviously when Paulie started calling out Conor ages ago, saying I beat him behind, I, I beat him holding one one hand behind my back, and then obviously when Conor put that photo out of him holding two hands behind yeah. his back, it's a bit like he's you know. You know, I think the same way. I remember things from months ago. I was like, oh, you said that, did you? Well, here's the response, you know? Yeah. So I liked that. I thought that was cool. I thought, I'll get it. And, and to me, that was just the Alvarez thing as well. And that was the third photo of him doing that. Training for Alvarez, hands behind his back. Beating Alvarez, hands behind his back. The poorly yeah. thing, it's like, a, it's like a, I didn't think it was that big a deal. And then, he's just obviously... Like, he markets himself so well. He's the best. It's, it's insane. He's just so smart yeah. at the way he... he releases things and puts things out and the picture of himself that he creates well like you said the whole the whole thing is just so interesting especially with Paulie going to be doing the commentary in the fight and now he's been involved with the camp it's just like it's such a one-off I don't think we'll ever see anything like this ever again so it's I just really really enjoy the build-up I could imagine it stinging Paulie in the end I can imagine at the last minute Showtime saying, "You know what? You're too biased one way. We can't have you on it." I just, I don't know. I hope it doesn't yeah. happen because he will be an well, essential I, part of the, of the show. But I can really see that, you know. Yeah, I hope it does happen. I hope it does happen. Tell you why? Because do you know who will get the place for Polly? Do you know? Brendan. Brendan. Brendan <laughs> I was talking to Brendan <laughs> yeah, yeah. about this yesterday. So when he was like, "Oh, well, Polly's my boy," I was like, "Fuck that, mate! If if he gets took off, you're going to get put straight in." Because Brendan, uh, Brendan's working Showtime that week, and if I mean. Brendan's old boy. I thought, he was, I thought he, I thought he was doing it. You know, when I when I saw those, um, when I saw the, you know, the the, the press conference things, and he was, he was hosting it with uh with with um with the, with the guys. I was thinking, sweet, he's gonna be he's gonna be that guy on the night yeah. voice to, to show, hey, look, it doesn't matter if he doesn't throw four thousand punches. We don't do that. We do different things. You know, it's nice to yeah. good to have a voice there. I, ho- I hope Brendan gets. It. I mean, I, I mean. I don't. I know you never wish anyone's demise or anything, but I can imagine it, mate. I could imagine the same the same way, like it or not, that the, the, the UFC took Ariel off at the last minute, right? Or whatever their reasoning were, I can imagine trying to say, "Hey, mate, you know, wait, you've been going out and slating the main fight, the other, you know, the, the second, the other, one of the main guys for weeks now. We can't really have you on Showtime doing the same." I just don't know. I could imagine them saying, 
mate, sorry. Like, yeah. have a ticket, but don't chat about so. it. I hope so. Uh, so, do you, do you box? Like, train? I've just started training um, in the in the last six months, really. Boxing, um, so yeah. I'm, I'm I'm a novice. I'm a novice at it all, and uh, yeah, boxing, maybe just throwing hands at the minute. So, uh, where do you do I'm that? Trying to, and who with? I, I do it with um at my uh, gym. I've got a trainer who's my per, my personal trainer. I train with five six days a week, just um, staying healthy and trying not to be fat anymore. Is my trainer Nick Finney of Finney Fitness? He's he's a really really great guy. And um, Amanda Kelly is who I train with with, with down there. Um, and she, she's she, she, she's a kickboxer, but she's just showing me hands at the minute because I, right. I, I had an, an injury and I can't throw, do anything with my legs for now. But um, yeah, I'd love to, I'd to do some proper training. You know, come out and see you guys next time in LA. And yeah, I love that. That's what I was going to ask you. When when are you, when are you back in LA? Uh, I'm not too sure. I've actually just speaking to my management yesterday about next uh, potential weeks we can do out there. But either hope to be there again this year and uh, if not it's going to start coming out regularly because we have been in America regularly for years and I've had a bit of a back seat recently but you know as you guys know Los Angeles is a, is a great place and we do yeah. love being there so hopefully come out as soon as we can alright mate sounds good well, uh, well mate thank you so much for doing this it's been great if anyone wants to follow you on social media or, or find out more about you where, where can you send them where can we send them yeah on Twitter it's at Chase and Status all one word and the same on Instagram and I think Facebook is also the same thing so our name Chase and Status everywhere that's awesome mate nice one yeah well uh, once you get Elliot sorted send us a text and uh, I'd love to get you in for a session mate and we'll do some boxing stuff yeah mate 100% man look forward to it thanks for, thanks for having me guys thanks a lot good, good luck with um, the new record and everything I'm sure you're yeah we'll be you. supporting it yeah yeah big up boys thank you <laughs> so right, much you, man mate. good luck with everything as well yeah Thanks. Take care. See you later. See you later. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. Don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes and there's a 1 in 25 chance that you'll get a free training session with me. That's the competition that we've got going on right now. Also, remember to subscribe and every time we upload a podcast, you'll get a notification. Thank you.